you could get rid of arthritis. Uh, I could see where a keto uh, diet free of carbohydrates essentially could cause someone to get rid of our arthritis because it's an autoimmune disease and specific to food compatibility. If that person's allergic to gluten or wheat or soy or nuts or seeds, you have to do a little bit more in-depth study on those individuals and do the proper tests, uh, food inflammatory tests uh, or the SAGE medical tests for delayed food allergies. Hi, this is Dr. Nick Delgado. I'm making a reply video to Dr. Berg and Julian Michael's opinion on the keto diet. You're gonna find this pretty interesting. So at this point, the host of a talk show is asking Julian Michaels about the reality of a fitness diet or the keto diet. And he says, she says, right now it's keto. And she goes, that diet used to be called Atkins. And she's absolutely right, I agree with her. But the Atkins diet is pretty high in protein. So keto is moderate protein. He goes on to say that the difference between Atkins and keto is that keto is moderate in protein intake. Well, first off, that's not entirely correct. Moderate in protein intake compared to what? Compared to Atkins? Well, remember, Atkins advocated avoiding, quote, carbohydrates. And so that left you with eating meat and butter and fat and, and, and dairy product and eggs and things, and essentially avoiding fruits, which are so good for you, and avoiding, except for a handful of a few, of a few vegetables, and I think he said it was okay to eat a, a few berries, but the keto diet makes you go down to a very low carbohydrate intake. I think it's less than 50 grams a day. And it's in that state, they say that you get into ketosis. But you see the protein content of foods that are high in fat are also high in protein. So the question is, is a steak high in protein? Not relative to fat. Steak has almost 50% of its calories from fat, unless it's an extremely lean cut of meat and it's um, range of uh, fed, that is, it's outdoors, grass-fed, that is, excuse me, grass-fed, and it's out and about, in, and it's, it's, it's going to be uh, certainly leaner, but even in its leanest state, uh, steak or red meat is high in fat and high in protein. Chicken is high in fat, high in protein. Uh, fish, like salmon, is 75% fat and 25% protein uh, with essentially no carbohydrates. So you have to remember that this kind of a diet is unhealthy under any circumstances. And he's saying, let's see what he goes on what to say. What happens is that people will take fads and trends and reskin them with a different name. So what is, keto is low carbs? Keto is, exactly, it puts you in ketosis. But you know, but that's not good for you though. No, it's not. And at the end of the day, just like two plus two will always equal four, when it comes to health, it's an energy equation. Eat less, use common sense with your food choices and move more. And that's just... All right, guys, so that is the solution. We, if we just ate less and moved more, we would all lose weight. Um, first of all, if you're in practice for any period of time and you're working with people one-on-one, -on -one, especially over the age of 40, especially if they're female, especially if they're premenopausal, you're going to run up against a situation with a very slow metabolism. And eating less and moving more is not going to work. So one thing she really doesn't realize is that exercise has a very small influence over your ability to lose weight.
uh, maybe if you're lucky, it's 15%. That means that 85% of your results in weight loss has to do with eating. Dr. Berg brings up that Julian Michaels doesn't understand insulin. And he goes on to say that insulin simply uh, handles glucose and when it absorbs, that is when, when it's in the presence of, of carbohydrates, he doesn't define the difference between complex starch resistant carbohydrates and simple carbohydrates. He just shows a picture of what looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like bagels and sugar and different things. And he's basically saying that when you take in carbohydrates, there's a lot of insulin released. Well, that's not entirely true at all. Uh, the, the, the fact is that when you take in rice and fruit, for example, fruit is loaded with polyphenols, a, a special phytochemical that doesn't elevate insulin or blood sugar levels. And even the glycemic index that was originally designed to measure the changes in glucose and insulin uh, the the re original studies by Dr. Jenkins shows that when a person's on a very high carbohydrate diet for two weeks and then they enter a study where they eat carrots only or potatoes only or fruit only, the insulin will remain at a safe level, the blood sugar will remain very stable, but then they put a person on a typical Western diet, high in fat, high in protein with a little bit of carbohydrate in it, if it's carbohydrate, it has simple carbohydrate mostly because it doesn't have unprocessed carbohydrates, then the fat itself desensitizes the insulin, so insulin can't push sugar into the cells, so then the sugar ends up in the bloodstream and it ends up in the urine if you become diabetic, and that's the real problem. And this has been well described in the medical literature by a number of, of famous researchers and scientists but the keto people are ignoring it, they're not looking at the science, and he's saying that Julia Michaels is trying to defend her position because some of the food she purports or promotes have sugar in them. Well, I'm not advocating eating food with a bunch of sugar in it. Uh, I'm saying eliminate or reduce your sugar intake, but also eliminate or avoid processed oils. I'm saying you need fat from whole nuts, seeds, avocados, olives, beans and peas, fruits and vegetables, they all have fat in them. But in the fiber state, in the whole natural state, it absorbs very slowly and it controls insulin perfectly. So if you want good insulin control and you want to manage your weight, you do have to take in less calories. So I'm only concerned about if you're eating too many nuts and seeds and avocados and olives and, um, and worse, what they do is they have a lot of coconut oil they consume, a lot of butter. All those things are very high in calories. And over time, there was a study done where they put uh, radioactive tracers on fat. And this is a study done years ago, but they noticed that when they took carbohydrates out of the diet and they gave people under 800 calories, that every calorie they ate, if it was calories in, calories out, should have been digested. But ironically, those fat calories went right to the fat storage cells. And that's because the body doesn't prefer to burn fat. It prefers to burn glucose and uh, secondly, protein, then uh, fat. And so uh, the fat in high concentrations will store in the body, even though you're losing a lot of water weight to get rid of the, excrete the ketones and the byproduct of protein metabolism. So I just wanna say that uh, a person who follows a high fat diet over the years will eventually gain weight. And I have a number of uh, ex-keto people are 
fed up with it because they tried, they did everything the rule said, they avoided the carbohydrates, but it didn't solve the problem. And you have to understand that you, you've got to understand how whole foods work for you. So let, let's go a little bit further now. So when you do a balanced diet and include all this carbohydrate, you're going to keep insulin very, very high. In, in the presence of just a little bit of insulin, uh, all the fat-burning hormones get blocked and nullified. Okay, so he, he's saying that a balanced diet that has fat and protein and a little bit of carbohydrate, that little bit of carbohydrate, he claims, causes the hormones that burn fat to get blocked. Physiologically, that doesn't happen. But he's claiming that's what happens. <laughs> so if you want to be an efficient fat-burning machine, you want the insulin controlled, but the best way to do it is to eat foods high in polyphenols, fruits, include vegetables because they're extremely low in calories and high in fiber, and fiber is indigestible. It, it has no calories at all in it, and it takes up bulk in the intestines and makes you feel full and satisfied. And when if you do eat protein, get your protein from plant proteins. Uh, there's there's protein in, in sweet potatoes, there's proteins in beans. You only need 20 to 40 grams of protein a day to be in positive nitrogen balance, so long as you have enough carbohydrates to be, uh, complex carbohydrates to be uh, on a protein sparing effect. So it spares your protein, your body proteins without being digested, and it burns the rest in the, the amount of fat on your body along with exercise. Okay, so let's, let's continue on here. Insulin blocks and prevents weight loss. The more insulin in the bloodstream, the harder it is to lose weight. If someone has a slow metabolism and they have a little too much insulin, they're gonna have even a tougher time losing weight despite how many hours of exercise that they do. Okay, so he's saying that um, insulin blocks fat burning and even if they're exercising, they're not gonna burn fat, which is ridiculous, because you're gonna burn fat so long as you take in uh, a higher percentage of fibrous foods that are lower in calories by their very nature, and you feel satisfied and you feel good, and then with the exercise, eventually you become more efficient at burning fat. So if you have slow metabolism, you only have slow metabolism because you haven't been exercising consistently, and you're eating too many fiber-free, high caloric density foods like steak, chicken, fish, turkey, eggs, and meat, you just shift over to the low calorie foods, you're gonna feel a lot better. And when you develop insulin resistance, you can't absorb those nutrients. So the concept of everything in moderation or a balanced diet is a very bad idea. So he says, if you develop insulin resistance, you're not gonna be able to burn fat, and it's a very bad idea to include even a little bit of carbohydrate in the diet. Our primitive relatives, according to Dr. Van, ate a plant-based diet four million years ago. They, anal uh, they analyzed feces from four million years ago and found that our primitive relatives, that's essentially what they ate. They didn't have dairy farms and, and big feedlot uh, for raising chicken and beef. You know, they'd maybe hunt down an animal once in a while, but they ate a lot of plant foods and tubers. They'd pull up from the ground, they'd pick fruit, you know, our primitive relatives basically were foragers and gatherers, and they, they gathered these foods and they would eat them. You know, out there, they'd pull a coconut off the tree, you know, eat the whole coconut, not the coconut oil. So 
that's going to work quite well. Now he attacks Julian uh, for her website and it says, can caffeine burn fat? And he said he looked at her website, see what she's recommending. And he, she's saying you can eat fruit, apples, bananas. You, she says yogurt, I wouldn't eat the yogurt. Pizza, no way. Pop chips, no way. I, I, I don't go for the processed foods. So I, if Julian Michaels is saying that, then he's saying it's going to be hard for her to lose weight. And, and he's saying she's part owners with a company called SodaStream. And some of these products have sugar in them. She has to justify it. So, yeah, I mean, you don't need the special interest issue. And, and, and he's trying to prove that keto is good for you because it's the fast trending diet. It doesn't mean it's good for you just because everyone's jumping on because all these marketers are promoting it. That doesn't really prove that it's the best way. She's saying smacking, snacking between meals, eat the... The, the natural complex carbohydrates, but it's what you snack on. If you're snacking on fresh fruits and vegetables and whole food, that's smart. But don't snack when you're not hungry. You don't need to eat when you're not hungry. All right, so let's just continue. This is an article, NBC internal investigation probe whether Biggest Loser contestants were given drugs. So right now there's a lawsuit going on to determine if there was drugs involved to help people lose weight. Julian Michaels was one of the uh, personal trainers involved in this show. And very, very few of these contestants ever kept the weight off uh, simply because it, they found that it slowed their metabolism. Let me show you. They found that the average contestant's metabolism had dramatically slowed down. And although they may have continued to eat healthy and exercise, they had trouble keeping the weight off. So the big problem with The Biggest Losers is the carbohydrate. On the show The Biggest Loser, I, I did research on it, and he's blaming Julian Michaels and they were taking drugs to burn fat. I'm not sure of the drug claim, but he's saying their metabolism was slowed down by eating, you know, whole, uh, by eating, you know, any amount of carbohydrates in the diet, which is really ridiculous because I looked at it. They, the biggest loser that won was eating Jello. Is that is that a, a unprocessed food? Uh, they they restricted themselves to complete fasting. They would get themselves in hot tanks to sweat the water out. They were dehydrating their body and going on an unnatural diet. It was not fruits and vegetable soups and salads. None of the biggest losers that dropped, you know, over a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, kept the weight off because they weren't doing a healthy diet. If they had done a healthy diet and exercise program, they would have kept the weight off for good because they have to retrain their palate and follow a new lifestyle and a way of life. Who can live off Jello for the rest of their life? Who can live off starvation and fasting? You can't. That's why those programs that uh, Berg is, is uh, apparently promoting, uh, that you have to go on some artificial keto diet and you have to fast uh, to lose weight, it, it just doesn't make sense the carbohydrate content. When you keep the carbohydrates too high, it actually slows the metabolism. And even ketosis by itself needs to be done in a healthy way because it's not lose weight and get healthy, it's get healthy to lose the weight. Now that might sound really simple, but it's very, very effective, especially if you wanna keep the weight off. So for those of you that are new to keto, don't get discouraged when you hear things like this. Learn the facts, understand why it works, how it works, understand insulin. I put a little mini course down below for you personally to get the facts. He, he goes on to say, to lose weight, you have to eat healthy to lose weight. And what's his definition of healthy? An artificial diet that's based on animal protein and fats and processed oils? That's not a healthy diet. And he shows a picture of someone eating a salad, 
That's not what he's advocating. Although, you know, paleo and keto people permit a certain amount of greens because they have so low calories and they have a little bit of carbohydrate, like under 50 grams, you should be eating large bowls of salads, huge bowls. The bigger the bowl of salad without fatty salad dressing, with oil-free salad dressing, and you should be eating tomatoes and asparagus and kale and Swiss chard, all you want. Because even if you ate 20 servings of vegetables in a day, there's only 30 calories on average, so 20 times 30 is only 600 calories. Now you throw in fruit, which is about 600 calories, have another 10 servings of fruit, that's 600. So that's 1,200 calories a day. Anyone could live off 20 servings of vegetables and 10 servings of fruit a day and lose weight over the course of two years easily without hunger because the difference would be burning fat and within the fruits and vegetables, they get their protein, their fat, their carbohydrate. They're all enamored with thinking you need excess protein just because the, the body has tissues made up of protein. You don't need to eat a lot of protein to rebuild the body of protein. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger, after his heart attack, has, uh, was convinced by uh, Cameron, the producer of Avatar and Terminator, to go on a plant-based whole foods diet. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Bodybuilder himself, is now on exactly what I teach, that kind of a diet. Now, I don't know all the innuances because I get to go backstage with him in a celebrity production each year. I'll be at the Arnold Classic again this year, but he only had his heart attack this last year. But the point is, I heard very clearly, and you can read about it, that Arnold Schwarzenegger has gone to a plant-based whole foods diet, not a keto diet, not a paleo diet. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself knows that it's healthier to eat whole, natural, fruits, vegetables, beans, and peas, and cut out the sugar, cut out the oils, cut out the excess animal proteins, and exercise. He still exercises, he works out. I don't understand Bernie saying exercise doesn't play a role in burning fat. Okay, so then he promotes this keto adaption, a website of his or, or a program that he's offering, and get the real facts of how to lose weight, he says. Listen, if you wanna get the real facts, go to three websites, plantpositive.com, where all the facts are there. All about keto, the lies that they teach, all about paleo, about the cholesterol myth, that the lies that those people uh, purport. Just the promoter or the producer of that website's a nonprofit. He doesn't even name who he is. He just puts up all the articles and research. Also go to nutritionfacts.org by Dr. Michael Greger. Uh, it's a nonprofit. They don't receive money for what they do, just donations and they're not selling or promoting anything. And he wrote a book, How Not to Die, how 20 different chronic diseases could be solved following his program. Listen to the podcast at uh, delgadoprotocol.com with Dr. Michael Greger and over 30 different podcasts that I've uploaded interviewing the top experts in health and nutrition and fitness and hormones. And you'll get the truth beyond uh, Dr. Berg. I, I don't even think, I think Dr. Berg's a, a chiropractor, isn't he? So you yourself can get the amazing results that keto has the potential to give you. Keto is low carbs. Keto is exactly, it puts you in ketosis. But you know, but that's not good for you though. No, it's not. So I've lost 130 pounds with uh, keto and uh, intermittent fasting. Um, and I love it, I feel amazing. Little old me was on 350 milligrams of blood pressure meds. Every time I complain to the doctors, they just keep giving me more and more and it wasn't helping me, so I decided to quit everything. So the first girl said, uh, I was on a keto diet and I lost the weight and I love keto by intermediate fasting and keto. Well, the reason they have to fast is because they're taking in so much fat 
that they have to make up for all this excess calories they take in that doesn't have enough fiber. The second lady is saying she was on blood pressure medications and so she went on keto because the doctors weren't helping her to do anything about those blood pressure medications. But you're gonna see amazing results on very high fiber, starch resistant, low fat intake, because fat thickens the blood, it causes uh, the triglycerides to go up. It's not carbs, simple carbs will elevate triglycerides a little bit, but the fat itself is fat. It goes directly into the bloodstream and it thickens the blood. The 120 over 80, the top number 120 goes up, and the bottom number, you know, over 70 or 60 or 80, that's from cholesterol building up in the arteries of the wall, which is what a keto or paleo diet will do. It'll thicken the arteries. So that's not good. So blood pressure, I have a show on my YouTube channel, the seven steps to lowering blood pressure safely without needing medications. So you can do it effectively, even before you lose weight, although I advocate reducing to your ideal body weight. It's independent of fat loss. Uh, of weight loss is specific to the thickness of the blood and the elasticity of the arteries. In a minute fasting and it is so working. I'm the healthier for it. I feel like it then added back 30 years to my life. She looks I pretty heavy. She didn't look so healthy to me. Um, 60 pounds. You know what we need to do? So oh, some lady jumped in and said I lost 60 pounds. No. What's that prove? I've been on keto since a year ago, January, I'm 76, I've lost 25 pounds. Uh, I've been following your plan for like I'm 76 years old and I and lost 25 I pounds. Have, uh, so what? How much did she overweight? Did she lose it and keep it off? Seat, uh, below 5.5, which is 5.4 now. Okay. And uh, kind of reversed my pre-diabetes. It helped this guy my, uh, with pre-diabetes. About 8 inches. 8 wow. inches off his stomach. I've been doing keto since December, so I lost Okay, uh, show me the pictures. Pounds. I'm in maintenance now. I'm back to the weight I was. This guy lost 42 pounds. He's in maintenance. Wow. Doesn't prove so anything to me. I've been on your keto diet since uh, five months. Show me the percentage of fat reduction, day. percent body fat. No, bad Don't plan. just show me they lost weight because you lose weight, mostly water weight, and not enough fiber in the diet. I was diet. on 100 units a day of insulin. Okay, this one's interesting. to bring it down to 20 units. 100 units of insulin brought it down to 20 units. She should be down to zero if she's following a healthy, whole fiber diet that's oil-free and exercise. Okay, the Indian guy is saying he lost 50 pounds in 60 days. I'm not about losing weight rapidly because losing weight rapidly is usually water weight. I want you to have a lifestyle that you lose weight for the rest of your life. 46 pounds or so now. So this guy lost 46 pounds. I have gotten rid of all of my arthritis. Well, you could, you could, you could get rid of arthritis. Uh, I could see where a keto uh, diet free of carbohydrates essentially could cause someone to get rid of our arthritis because it's an autoimmune disease and specific to food compatibility. If that person's allergic to gluten or wheat or soy or nuts or seeds, you have to do a little bit more in-depth study on those individuals and do the proper tests, uh, food inflammatory tests uh, or the SAGE medical tests for delayed food allergies. Uh, Dr. Dan Danatelli of NIH perfected the ability to look at white blood cells and food compatibility. Uh, so there's more to arthritis than just you know uh, going on a keto diet though. I'd rather you go on a plant-based whole foods diet, clear out the oils and fats. That's going to help the white blood cells to function better and less likely of white blood cells breaking apart and eating your joints. You've got to cut back on excess protein because the protein uh, has loaded with uric acid. I've seen a number of people with uh, gouty arthritis from uric acid from high protein diets. So um, 
they're citing a case here or there. Let's see this young man, what's he saying? Changed my life. It has also saved my life. You know, I, I started keto diet uh, because of fighting brain cancer. And before that, I was doing the complete opposite. And I never thought in a million years that I was going to be consuming low carbs. And I never thought that I would feel the way that I do. And now I feel better than I ever have when I'm really not supposed to. You know, I was going through uh, chemotherapy and radiation, and that's kind of when I found the ketogenic diet. And, you know, doctors were like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. They gave me literally a book of side effects and, and symptoms and problems I was going to have. And I literally had none of them. And I, I keto diet and intermittent fasting has been so incredibly powerful in overcoming that. And that's and it's something that has changed my life in more ways than one, other than physical results, it's mental results, it's just emotional uh, balance, it's incredible. And again, keto diet has literally saved my life. Okay, so the last young man had a very compelling story, uh, which actually helps me to give the positive side of keto if there were one. If I were to do keto, I would tell a person, do keto whole nuts and seeds, avocados, olives, coconut, don't use the separated oils because it's been proven time and time again, walnuts and coconut, they're all very beneficial and healthy for an individual. Now he's saying that it helped offset the keto diet and intermediate fasting helped offset the symptoms of chemotherapy radiation. Well, first, I have an opinion about the toxicity of radiation, that chemotherapy is highly toxic. Hopefully in the future, we'll all be realizing that the immune system needs to be built up by eating whole natural foods, but that doesn't prevent us from being exposed from toxic cigarette smoke, from gasoline fumes, from toxic, est toxic estrogen dominance, pesticides, uh, chemicals in the environment. I mean, we're exposed to more chemicals in the environment than any time in history. So to use another drug like chemo or radiation, uh, I, I, I mean, I pray for you if you're in that situation, but, <clears throat> If you're gonna use keto to, to offset the symptoms, uh, why not think about a whole like optimum health program where they're eating raw fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, Pamela Whitaker, we have an example, who she went on high fiber, high natural, whole unprocessed foods, no added oils. She's using supplements that have dim methane, indole-3-carbonyl, turmeric, and she's doing all the right things and these tumors that were in her body after going through hope for cancer and then uh, with our guidance and help, she shrunk these tumors down to almost nothing. Uh, I hope and pray that she continues to stay with that program and continues to maintain good results. And this young man, we don't know how long he's gonna live after this chemo and radiation bout and doing keto intermediate fasting. The whole question is, what are you doing to sustain a program that you can live on for a lifetime? In countries throughout the world, and this has been clinically documented, the higher the starch-resistant carbohydrates, 60%, 80% or more, they have the lowest instance of obesity in the world, like in the Bantu natives of Africa, Okinawa, the longest-lived people in Japan, the Blue Zones. Then you get down to about 60% carbohydrates, Venezuela, they live longer, but they have a, a, a higher death rate than the higher fiber, higher complex carbohydrate diets. Then you get down to about 50% uh, carbohydrates um, in the diet. The rate of obesity starts going up. The rate of disease goes up. When you get down to less than 10% carbohydrates in the diet, the rate of heart disease, cancer, 20 known chronic diseases goes through the roof. And the ability to prevent or reverse those diseases is limited and only limited to where someone maybe fast for a little while and they just essentially cut 
sugars out of their diet and stop eating, sure, they're going to lose some weight, but are they going to sustain a way of life? Uh, that's my opinion. Dr. Berg, brush up on your facts about insulin, about hormone metabolism, about diet, about exercise. Julia Michaels, if you're recommending sugar-laden foods, don't do it. Get on a whole unprocessed foods across the board. So if you're going to tell someone don't eat sugar, you should tell them don't eat processed oils because they're processed. Olive oil, corn oil, safra oil, all these things are processed. Put them on your skin, but don't consume them because the oils go in and they stick the blood cells together due to high triglycerides and they ruin your blood sugar and insulin levels within six hours. Study after study shows this. Look at my video, How Not to Become Diabetic, or How to Become Diabetic in Six Hours. Do a search on YouTube, it'll shock you, or maybe I'll transpose it on this. So, this is Dr. Nick Delgado, Nick Delgado PhD. Look at nickdphd.com and hear the full story about how to eat and eat healthy. Uh, one of the gentlemen, Ebok, on that show talks about keto, but he and I both agreed if you're going to do keto, do it with whole nuts and seeds, avocados and olives, not added butter, not added coconut and oils, and exercise. Exercise extremely efficiently. Yoga, running, jogging, swimming, move every day. And it only takes about 30 minutes to an hour a day to get into top shape according to Covert Bailey Fit or Fat. And it only takes eating when you're hungry throughout the day, little nibbly meals, and eat a big meal of salads, soups, fruits, and vegetables at least twice a day, and you'll be on to ideal health. Thank you. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out, and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anne, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come. Mm -hmm.